Welcome to this podcast from Mess to Miracle. Christianity plays a huge role in the fabric of our lives. To be honest, life is messy. Yet in the midst of the mess, God still uses us. The fact that God does is a miracle. This podcast is designed to inspire you in your walk with God and connect you with people and ministries that could be a blessing in your life. You will hear inspiring stories of believers exercising their faith to create miracles in their community. Welcome to From Mess to Miracle. Today, I'm so thankful to have on my show my guest, Kim Lobb. She is the Director of Life Ministries for Lutheran Family Services here in Iowa. She directs adoption, pregnancy, and counseling, and the life advocacy programs here. So thank you, Kim. Welcome to have you on my show. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here. Well, good. We're glad to talk to you. We want to kind of, this has been a focus this month on sanctity of life. We talked about a lot of different issues from euthanasia to uh, Foundation House, which is a, a maternity place for, uh, for parents, for moms. We've talked about healing from the pain of an abortion. But I really just want to kind of take this time to kind of help people take a step back and think about how we as Americans need to value life. But I want to kind of give you a chance to warm up before we get into some of the deep topics we're going to talk about today. So what's the best advice you've ever received? Best advice I've ever received? I would have to say, um, if we're not talking just about pro-life, I think we're talking about in general, right? In so general, yeah. Um, I, I think that would have to be um, love others as you love yourself. And treat, you know, treat others as you want to be treated. And that golden rule really um, it applies to so many things in life. I guess that's probably my best best advice I've been given. Well, What's a, your answer to that question? Well, you know, that's a good one. Um, but I guess the best advice I've ever got for was from my mom, which is never give up and never settle. And so yeah. I've always learned to push through, even if things get difficult, to always want to achieve whatever God's taking me. So I, I never want to give up before uh, I'm going where God wants me to go. So, Yeah, that's a good one, too. That's yeah. a good one. <laughs> so let's talk about, you know, we, we've looked around probably in the landscape of life issues, probably in our country, maybe maybe kind of down for some people right now. But what are you excited about right now? Let's talk about the positive before we get into some of the more petty issues. I, I love talking about the positive, right? Right. Um, so I'm going to say that the, the positivity I can bring on the pro-life issue right now is the grassroots effort um, in the people of Iowa and what they're um, working on and what they're demanding. Um, we um, see a lot of, of good that's happening here locally at our state level. And you know, some of that is legislative and some of that is um, just the, the lay people sitting in our pews and the reaction that they have um, to working on life issues. So it excites me at a grassroots level. And, and maybe the, the bigger picture of the nation at the moment, I'm, you know, kind of waiting and anticipating perhaps maybe some things that are not so good, but praying that God will intervene and, you know, that my, maybe my fears will be, you know, squashed a little bit and we'll, we'll still see, um, you know, some activity towards um, trying to preserve um, the life of unborn and elderly and infirm. 
tell us more because I don't think a lot of people probably are paying attention. I know most of us have just turned off the news lately <laughs> probably mm-hmm. for our own sanity. But maybe talk about a little deeper about what's happening here in Iowa on legislative front, because I think that's important because sure. I, I have heard some really good news and I've been encouraged by that. But so tell us a little bit more about what you what's going on here. Absolutely. So here in Iowa, um, we've been working uh, together and really unified as uh, several pro-life groups that have come together as a uh, pro-life leaders coalition. Um, We work together on like-minded issues, uh, which are are issues um, regarding life. And Lutheran Family Service um, dedicates my time to be up at the Capitol um, working and lobbying um, for life issues. And then uh, partnering with me is um, Pastor Jim Lamb, who um, some of your listeners may know as a past executive director of Lutherans for Life. And so in his semi-retirement, he is working here at LFS as a life advocate. And together we are um, working on several um, bills that are important to Iowa. Um, the most paramount bill that is working its way through our legislature right now is called the Protect Life Amendment. And this bill, it shouldn't be new to, to your listeners um, because we've been, we can kind of harpen on this for about the third year. And this really stems out of a decision that our Iowa Supreme Court made in 2018. Um, and in that decision, which was revolving around a, a, a restriction on abortion, that decision by those judges was just really unprecedented. Um, typically, we're going to see uh, decisions being made by judges that will say that it was an undue burden on a woman, and that's the reason that they give for not allowing whatever restriction to be um, placed in law. However, in this decision in 2018, the Supreme Court justice justice's decision was based on what they found to be a constitutional right to abortion that's within our Iowa Constitution. Now, I can assure you that those words are not in our Constitution, but this is judges going a little bit rogue um, in in sort of inserting some things that are not actually present, and that's through their interpretation. That is not how the Constitution of Iowa was to be amended. Um, There's some very clear advice about how the, the Constitution can be amended. And what that process is, is for our legislative body, so our our House of Representatives and our Senate, for two consecutive general assemblies to vote through on the amendment. And then it's going to go to the people for ratification is what that that is called. So we've been working on this process for about three years, and we have uh, finally seen some success here um, this year. And so that bill has already made it um, all the way through the House of Representatives. So it's been voted on the floor and it's been approved and sent over to the Senate. The Senate has gotten that now to the process where that bill has been approved through committee and it is eligible for debate on the floor of the Senate as of Monday. And um, so we're very excited and we anticipate that it will pass. And um, so, but we don't don't want to make those assumptions. And I would tell your um, listeners that if you want to do something important for life, this is it. Call a senator, write an email to your senator, let them know that you um, want them to vote for this bill. Um, I can tell you that the vast majority of the, the senators have already signed on to the bill, meaning their sponsors. Um, and I, it, it's pretty clear their intent is to pass the bill. And so that will be step one. 
what happens after that is we have an election year the next the, the next year they do nothing and it goes to election and then we have the next general assembly after the election has happened and we start all over again if it passes then it gets to the people and the people can decide whether or not the constitution in iowa um, allows um, for uh, abortion and for, that taxpayers must pay for abortion so um, it is uh, hopefully when we get that to the to the people um, we're able to have a large educational campaign um, to bring uh, the people of Iowa to a positive conclusion that our Constitution does not secure the right for abortion but rather those laws are going to be made by our legislators and uh, not by our judges so um, and of course all we do all of this pastor Haney because we, there is no, with, without doing this, there is no restriction on abortion at all that we can put in Iowa. If That's Roe versus so sad. Wade, yeah. It is. Right, right now, today, if Roe versus Wade were to be overturned, which is, of course, a federal issue, and if, if that were to be overturned, that means that it is the states who will make decisions about whether abortion will be legal or illegal in that state. The way things stand right now, because of this judicial decision, abortion would be fully legal in Iowa, even with the reversal of Roe versus Wade. Um, so we have to be very careful at a grassroots level in knowing what's happening and how can we impact things. With, without this constitutional amendment, we are, we are really in a position where we can do nothing to protect the unborn. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now a word from one of our sponsors, For Freedom Mobile. If you're using AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, then you're being tracked. Mobile providers collect your location, communications, internet activity, even your financial transaction. They sell that data to anyone willing to pay for it and provide it to the government without a warrant. Switch to For Freedom Mobile, and you won't ever have to worry about Big Tech or Big Brother tracking you through your mobile phone again. For Freedom Mobile provides secure, unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data for just $29.99 a month, and it includes free internet roaming in over 200 countries. Sign up for the service by visiting vorfreemobile.com and using the promo code BRIDGEBUILDERS to get your first month for only $9.99. See vorfreemobile.com for details, just like the number four, freedommobile.com. You know, as you described the process, it, it takes apparently a lot of patience and perseverance to go by the go through the right process. Because I'm just listening to that, going, that's that could be so many swings and twists and turns in that process where you just have to really be patient and just kind of let this thing flow. Oh yes, absolutely. Working in in this arena. Um, definitely um, is one of those jobs where you have to be very reliant on knowing that your God is way bigger um, and he is um, instituting the government that we have. Um, he does, I believe, very much um, want us to participate and be a voice for truth, whether that's in the public square or that's in our congregations or with our neighbor. Um, and so with his support, the job can get done. Uh, but it does, it's a daunting process. And it, it, I, there was really never a time that was more of a crushing blow than that Supreme Court decision by the Iowa uh, justices in 2018, uh, because it just solidified, um, you know, that um, 
there's some very liberal thinking that is within the court um, and that life is not valued. Um, and, you know, it's very sad with a strategy, with like-minded organizations and just putting our heads together, raising money together, working together, um, we're able to see what the path forward needs to be legislatively. Um, and we're working for the, the future um, and what, you know, what things may be able to be accomplished here in Iowa. Well, thank you. That's, that's helpful to kind of see the bigger picture there. Yeah, yeah. What keeps but, you What keeps you up at night about this whole life issue? Boy, that's that's a good question. I I mean, first of all, it is a staggering numbers, right, of children who are being um, uh, killed on a daily basis in our nation, and then here in Iowa as well. And we've seen just a little bit of an uptick um, in the abortion rate in Iowa over the past um, couple of years. Um, and I, that uptick, it makes me wonder, you know, our opponents will tell you it's because there were Planned Parenthoods that closed in Iowa and that uh, women are not being able to um, uh, receive their contraceptives or, or what have you. Uh, but sadly, I think it has a lot to do with, uh, I don't know if, if you noticed um, there in Fort Dodge area, but certainly in the Des Moines area and some of the more populated areas, there was a big cam- campaign called Shout Your Abortion. Um, where people were, uh, their billboards of women who were proud of their abortion, who were not um, hiding from it in any way, and were encouraging others um, to just think of it as healthcare um, and not, um, you know, the the stopping of a life. And you know that saddens me deeply. Um, and it, it just, but it also gives you a the tenacity that you can't stop and you can't quit. Um, you know, my other part of my job besides public advocacy is to work with women and, you know, with pregnancy counseling um, and adoption work. And so it's not that I, I don't, I have that, that intimate picture of what this is really like. It isn't just a concept for me, um, you know, in, in working with, uh, with women. And I, I find it very, very sad uh, for those who are you know, participating in in arguing on the other side of this debate, um, as many of them are wounded women um, who have been through abortion, and um, it's hard for them to even admit that they're wounded um, because of the pain that's involved in in having gone through this. Right. Yeah, I just had a show with a lady talks about how we people heal from an abortion. She shared with me some of the heartbreaking things that women who were in that situation where they were trying to decide what happened next went to church to get some guidance and what some got were condemnation. But in the end, they need to be reminded that there is, there are options and there is hope. And for those who've already had an abortion to realize that it's not just, even just the mother who suffers, but she told me that even the, you know, the father, the, the kids that come later suffer Oh, absolutely. Because they're asking, well, why did you abort that, my brother or sister, but you kept me? And so there's a lot more there than just a, a medical procedure. There is there is emotional ties. There are anniversary dates. There is huge regret. So, yeah, I think it's important that we find ways to educate people as to what exactly the abortion does to the person's psyche and emotionally and even spiritually. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, quite frankly, there, as a part of the Coalition of Pro-Life Leaders, there are 
two Iowa-based organizations that are involved in that, one called Restored by Grace, run by Laura Lennox, who um, is public about the fact that she is post-abortive and she's now helping women um, to um, find um, God's forgiveness and to accept that forgiveness. She does a great job restoring women um, and, and just really helping like with the uh, uh, week, weekend retreats, but also ongoing. And then there's another organization called Operation Outcry by Luana Stoltenberg in the Scott County area down in uh, Davenport. And um, she'll come up to the state house when we have uh, working on a bill and she will cart with her in this wagon stacks and stacks and stacks of affidavits by women who explain how they were hurt by abortion and why our legislators need to do something about it. Right. Um, and it, it is heartbreaking to see that because every one of those pieces of paper is a broken woman. Um, hopefully now have been restored and, you know, and feel healed and have a relationship with Jesus. Um, but I, I imagine that for some that, you know, is, it just seems like an impossible path and, and, and that, yeah, those things keep you up at night for sure. Yeah, definitely. So can you t tell my tell listeners kind of what does Lutheran Family Services do to raise awareness about the unborn? And how do you work with congregations? What do you what's your goal with congregations, your partnership? Kind of describe that for us. Our goals in working with congregations are going to be twofold. One, um, to work with the pastor and to let that pastor know that there are opportunities for them to become involved and to encourage their lay people to become involved. And so um, one of the things that we do in the non-COVID world, <laughs> which has not happened this session because of COVID, uh, but that is to bring um, our LCMS pastors over um, to uh, the state house um, for a visit with um, our LCMS caucus is what we call that. And those are the members of our legislature who are also members of Lutheran Church Missouri Senate here around Iowa. And we bring them together um, to have them visit a bit about legislation that is important and that those are going to be pieces of legislation on life issues mainly for Lutheran Family Service um, and um, to have the opportunity to pray together. Um, and then each one of those pastors then go see their specific legislator um, to be able to talk to them about issues, but also just to minister to them. Um, the, the fact, you know, the fact is that there's, there's some evil that goes on at that Capitol and, um, it does not always seem like a friendly, friendly place. Um, some of our LCMS legislators have told me that, um, you know, they have been spit on as they're walking into their subcommittee hearing because, you know, they're, the enemy is there and they know, um, that these, these folks are going to be voting for a pro-life bill and they're angry and, um, it's. Senator Schultz, um, who is one of our LCMS um, senators, have told me that one of his fondest memories is being able to, this was uh, a few years back when we were running a bill um, that was life at conception, and he is a champion. And as he walked down the steps of the Capitol to get into the room that everyone was crowded into, and that's where the meeting was to take place, he had to walk through that crowd, and he said it was the first time that it was the people there singing a hymn as he walked through that actually um, were louder than those that were um, chanting and jeering and, and were being hateful um, towards him and how much it meant to him to know that there are people that are praying for, for them, that support them, um, that their district president is you know comes to the Capitol. We do that once a year for a luncheon um, to um, just show our support for what they're doing because these people 
are missionaries to the government. Um, and they need and they need our support and they also need at times our education. So we provide um, for them um, information, uh, for instance, on why is physician assisted suicide a bad thing? Um, so we give them, um, you know, worksheets on that and um, information and statistics on that um, and provide those to our pastors as well. And then we offer just educational opportunities. So we go into congregations and um, we have um, three pastors that are on staff here. So we first offer to give the congregation's pastor a little bit of a break um, and we can um, have an LFS pastor um, come in and can take care of services that particular Sunday. Um, then we have guest speakers that come in during the Bible study hour, myself or Pastor Lamb or several people on staff. And we have educational um, topics that we can present on. Um, Physician-assisted suicide is one that we, we like to go into our congregations and talk about because uh, this is an area where um, many Iowans get very confused about what's okay and what's not okay. And is it okay to send grandma to Jesus just a little bit early because she's suffering? And some of those concepts can get really um, integrated from our culture into our own thinking. We um, spend some time with that and, and helping people understand what God's point of view is about the sanctity of life. And then we educate them about the dangers of what's happening here in Iowa. And these bills were, they were filed again this year. We, we've looked at this for the past four years. A bill has been filed each year um, that would grant um, physician-assisted suicide be legal in Iowa. And uh, so we work against those things. And we're very grateful. Um, the representative there from your, your area in Fort Dodge, Ian Meyer, um, has uh, indicated that she will not she will not move that bill forward and she chairs the committee that it was presented in and so we we feel that this year we won't be confronted by that bill moving any further um, however it is a threat every year and there there are certain senators that have said they will put that bill forward every year until they are out of office and um, their uh, their goal is to find um, some conservative, um, legislators or more moderate legislators that will sign on to that bill as well. And uh, they they claim, you know, that the polls are in Iowa, um, that, you know, uh, there are folks that really think that this would be a good thing. And uh, the, the train is coming, right? And uh, right. we have to keep fighting and educating. So we do, we do supply a, a number of, of, of ways to become involved. Uh, getting on our list so that I can uh, make sure that our, our LCMS folks know um, what's happening with legislation. So we send out action alerts and things that they can do to help support that legislation. Um, and we, of course, just also encourage them to have an awareness of what's going on in their own community. So Lutherans for Life is going to have lots of, of activity that goes on in our congregations as well. And we just absolutely support them and what they're doing. Um, and um, also our social media will give people, um, you know, a great insight. There's a blog that's written there on our website and, um, and lots of information on how they can be involved. I think you just probably said something that's really critical for us as believers, especially in this time to keep an eye, a mind on. 
we have to not ignore what's happening in our state legislators. Congress, I think there's a lot of bad bills that are coming down the road if we're not paying attention. And I think you're right. We have to be advocates. We have to call our leaders, our elected officials. We have to voice our opinion. I think we can no longer sit on the sideline and just assume that everybody's working for our good. We have to be active Christians, still praying for those. I mean, you talked about some examples there of the the stress and the pressure that they're under. I don't think we really understand why people cave, but if you only have one side of the the coin yelling in your ear or writing you or emailing you, you believe, well, this must be what everybody feels. And someone's going to find numbers to support whatever horrible bills people want to put before you. So if you don't, if you don't hear from any other, the other side of that, that's equally as passionate about it, you just go, well, I guess that's what Iowa really believes or the state really believes or the government believes. So, yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, just to add to that, I mean, it also has been very apparent um, by the um, LCMS caucus, meaning those legislators who are LCMS, that knowing that their own pastor took the time to come to the Capitol um, to interact with them, to help make sure that they do know the truth and that they understand the why this vote matters. And, you know, we're, we're not coming in there talking to them how they should spend our tax dollars because that's not our business. You know, we may have individual opinions, but as a church, we have no business there. We do have business when it comes to talk about life issues and where God gives us direct um, command. um, And we have, you know, a real purpose in being there. And um, so making sure that our legislators feel supported by, um, you know, it it has really been paramount having, President Saunders and President Turner have been very active um, in supporting this and making sure that those legislators know uh, that they care about these issues and they're being prayed for um, in participating and encouraging our pastors around Iowa to uh, participate as much as possible. And I I certainly hope that we are are going to, obviously this session isn't going to be one where we can have physical presence of, but we had nearly, I think the first time we did this, we had 90 um, LCMS um, pastors um, that were signed up to come down in the middle of winter. And that's pretty amazing. We were so thrilled to have that participation. And um, we look forward to having another LCMS pastor's day on the Hill as soon as um, you know our, we, can, we can do so um, safely. Yeah, and for those who don't know, winter here in Iowa can be brutal. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah as we're in the middle of right today it's like minus 10 out so just so people think we really it is really cold here um (laughs) so i want to i want to end with this question for you then i'll kind of give you a chance to kind of give some more information but what's the most impactful thing christians can do to support the sanctity of life in america i think that it would have to be um twofold one awareness and don't put your head in the sand and just say, there is nothing I can do. Um, We have to be aware and face the problem. We can't ignore um, and um, just sing a little, sing a little louder and, you know, not, not pay attention to what's happening. Um, I think it's important to be aware. And I think it's important to pray. God needs to know that we care, um, that this matters to us, even though it it seems um, like it is out of our hands in a, you know, a lot of ways people really feel like, well, there's really nothing I can do. Awareness and prayer. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing. I think we have to know that there is power in prayer 
and that what we're talking about aligns with God's will. So we talk about praying in God's will. This is this is God's will. God values life. God sees every life as is important. So yeah, I think it's important that we do that. So what's is there anything I haven't asked you that I should have asked you? Um, I'm just going to tell you about one other bill. Okay, cool. Um, and it's it's pro life too. And so first of all, people need to know that there are chemical abortions and there are surgical abortions. Chemical abortions can also be called medication abortions. RU486, most people have heard of that drug before, um, is used to kill many of the preborn in Iowa. The bill that is moving forward right now in the House um, is an informed consent bill, which means that if Planned Parenthood or another abortionist is going to use chemical abortion, that they're required to tell women that it is reversible. It's a two pill process. And after you take that first pill, it is possible to reverse that decision by using progesterone. Um, And so um, informing women that that is a possibility is what this bill is about. And, um, you know, it's sad when you say that, you you know, we're supportive of this because we want women to have the information and that they can still turn this around because many people are going to regret that decision after they start to really think about what they've just done. Um, And you'll see our opponents are just vehement that, no, they don't want women to know this, right? So they're all about choice in one breath. Um, But then when it comes to a woman knowing that this could also be a choice, then all of a sudden it mums the word. So um, anyway, that bill is making its way through the House. Um, It is a a bill that is is important because it could save lives, uh, but we're in no way supporting RU486. Our only point is that we would like women to know that there's a possibility of reversing that. And there are many um, clinics um, that are doing that reversal here in Iowa. So here oh. in the Des Moines area, there's one and there's one in Scott County for sure. And I, anyway, there's opportunity for those women. And I think they need to know about it if they you know, determine that in haste, they made this decision and now they regret it. And um, you know, we can save lives. So I, we're supportive of that bill and very hopeful that it will also pass. Well, great. So how can my listeners support Lutheran Family Services? And is there, how can I connect with you on the website or social media? How can they get in touch with the information that you guys have for yeah. people about what's happening to stay informed? Yeah, absolutely. So we are uh, www.lutheranfamilyservice.org. So it's service singular, not plural. Okay. Um, and they should be able to find us. And on that, you will see um, that there are uh, resources at that website. They can sign up for um, legislative action alerts where um, when we are in need of uh, someone to call a legislator about a piece of legislation, we give lots of information and sample wording, that kind of thing. But if they get on that um, email list, then they're going to get lots of, of good information about what's going on locally here in Iowa with uh, life issues that are at the Capitol. Um, and then also we'll get some blog emails and that kind of thing. So um, we'd love for them to do that. Um, we'd love support in that way. And if there are um, any that are listening that are interested in financially supporting Lutheran Family Service, um, we are a not-for-profit organization, a, a recognized service organization of the LCMS. This particular ministry, this Voice in the Public Square, is not something that's necessarily covered by um, uh you know, by a particular donation, you know, from a district or from what have you. And it definitely is a ministry area that could use the support of those who care about life. And for full disclosure, I'm on the board of directors. So 
Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. And for good reason. <laughs> and we appreciate it. <laughs> so I, want to, I want to make sure I'm clear about that. I am on the board. But I received no I received no money for the board director. So that's right. <laughs> so I'll volunteer. Yep. Yep, we're not for profit and really good at it. Right? Yeah, really, we excel at not for profit. Yes, this is such a critical thing. I think when I think about the, especially the pro life movement, I think about the fact the impact of that first time I heard my child's heartbeat and the the power behind that and why we do what we do is because there's so many people who, if they just knew the value of life and and the gift that life was, it would make a difference in their life. So I just want to thank Kim for this incredible time we've had together.
Thank you for joining us this week on From Mess to Miracle. Make sure you visit our website at HHTPS from mess to miracle buzzsprout.com. You can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts so you never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, I would appreciate a rating on iTunes. If you simply like to tell a friend about the show, you will help us get the message out to bless more people. If you like this show, you might want similar content. You can follow my blog at www.alightbreakthrough.org. Be sure to tune in two weeks from now for our next episode. Just remember, out of our messiness, God makes miracles.